James Pors. Costa, how are you? Mate, can we just bask? We don't get to do this very often. Can we just bask in the glory that was the Tigers' victory on the weekend? Mate, we have been waiting a very long time for this. And the sun is shining. We've got we've got short weeks after short weeks because of all these public holidays. And now we actually get to enjoy a Tigers' victory over Parramatta at Bankwest or whatever it's called now. Absolutely glorious you, to see. Were you there? Did you go to the game? Mate, to be honest, I, I would have loved to, but um, I just I just couldn't handle the prospect of sitting around all those para fans um, <laughs> if, it, if it went sour. Um, they're probably not the most friendly bunch. Um, I'm gutted I missed it, um, given the way it unfolded. Um, but, geez, it was good to watch on TV. And I'll say, like, either embarrassingly so that, like I was pretty emotional afterwards. Like I was almost tearing up. That's how that's how excited and happy I was. <laughs> that was our grand final. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it was just the way it unfolded. You know, like discipline was pretty bad. Like a lot of drop ball. We played really well, but um, just towards the end, it just seemed like to be following the same old script where we just couldn't, you know, couldn't set up for the field goal. A lot of seven tackle sets, kicking dead. Well, that's the thing. The, the Tigers never win those kind of kinds of games, right? It was no, set up for fucking Moses to kick the winning field goal. And, I, and, and when, he, when he missed it, it was just all the better. Oh, that's right. And it was like I was starting to feel sick in the stomach because they, when they scored that, you know, it's a type of try that Parramatta always score against us where they've got some back row in the centres. Like Brad Tangaraki used to score, you know, 15 <laughs> tries against us. Near Cora scores, but then Moses misses the conversion and then misses the field goal. It was pretty sweet um, as a you know a maligned Tigers fan who's gone through quite a lot this year, and it was also really enjoyable watching the Fox commentators having to you know change their tune and backtrack, and, yeah, and, and interview Brooks and and Madge and uh, have to eat a bit of humble pie. But look, it's only one win, but you know I feel really happy for all the fans. Um, really exciting, and and to be honest, they played really good footy. They threw the ball around. Yeah. Forwards were promoting second place play. Brooks was awesome at six. Um, he threw two really nice passes for tries. Hastings was immense at the end. Um, like he smoked I mean, that, that, that kick. That field goal was like a forty meter field goal. I <laughs> know. Uh, well, they changed the score because I think it came up live as it being a, a two pointer, um, and then they changed it obviously oh, yeah, to one. Right. But I mean, I'm sure if if anyone took over forty one and a half, they would have been spewing. But um, it was <laughs> it was um, yeah he. He just lifted, and, and I feel bad for Jake Simkin. He was awesome. Um, he was running the ball really well from dummy half, and it was yeah, sad yeah. to see him do his ankle, but just really happy for him. I think it's everyone. not that bad, but they don't – I'm not sure we know yet exactly, but yeah, they, if he avoided a broken leg, well, they often it say, hopefully only be like three or four weeks. Yeah, they often say with the ankles, right, like they just swell up and there's not much circulation. But I did see mm. – the boys singing the, you know, the team song in, in the sheds, which they've probably forgotten the words to, and Simpkins was... Sma- <laughs> I reckon they probably had to make it up from scratch. Yeah, that's right. And Simpkins was there with uh, his crutches, like, just banging them together. So, yeah, right. um, it was good to see him, Matt. Like, like I said, it's exciting, and um, it was enjoyable. And they got South this week, um, you know, not getting ahead of themselves, obviously, but at least, you know, it should be a good contest, um, and hopefully they can they can back it up well, again. Well, it actually has some super coach implications as well. But I mean, who knows? They could go back this week and get absolutely flogged by Souths if they go back to, you know, where yeah. they were. So, and that's, you know, as likely as anything else. But if they do improve a bit, then it does have some super coach implications given that there were such easy beats. People 
putting up pretty big scores against them that, um, you know, you take, you take the worst side out of, or you lift them up a little bit and then you can have implications on those big super coach scores. Yeah, that's right. And I think it puts a lot more pressure on, you know, the dragons and the dogs, um, as well. And, you know, the thing with the Tigers was they actually were defending quite well for maybe like 60, you know, 60 minutes of the games, conceding a lot of tries off kicks. But then as soon as they, you know, dropped their head, they were just, you know, primed to getting carved up out wide. Um, but yeah, this, you're right, for for the South game and, and even for the Tigers games going forward, it does it does change the narrative a little bit um, around, you know, how we're looking at our teams, um, what the, you know, what the fixtures look like, um, which does make it interesting. All right. Um, enough about the Tigers. People are probably sick of us talking about that already. But um, <laughs> you got to give us I'm, this I'm, one. look. You got to give us this one exactly, exactly. And I think, like, just generally, like, I think a lot of people would have enjoyed watching that game. It was a real David versus Goliath. It was just a quality game, even no, though it was a yeah. fair bit of drop ball and stuff. It was compelling viewing, and the tries that were scored were really good tries. Like one of those Tigers tries where they there's about a four or five tackles set up for it, and they were just yeah. you know. Ran a whole bunch of good plays and then scored in the corner. Anyway, um, yeah, it was it was good stuff. Now, Supercoach, how are you going? Um, I had been a little bit slow out of the blocks, so it was one of those ones where I missed a number of the none of the key plays early. So my you know my attempt at overall was you know I kind of put that on the shelf pretty quickly, just try to focus on head to head. The the thing was to be honest, I kind of was similar to what you you had thought of your team after maybe the first couple of weeks, where it looked okay, the squad looked fine. It just it just wasn't you know the people that were really you know carving up or, or, or fast out of the blocks. But I've been patient, a bit more patient this year. I held on to Stags and I've held on to Fafita, oh, so that's fast. turned around really well. Um, so I sold tw- both of them. Yeah, I'm I'm, a, <laughs> I'm about twenty two thousand overall, which obviously not great, but. I had twelve twenty five on the weekend, um, which was cool. which was good. And I guess you know maybe what we'll talk about tonight, or you know people looking at now, I've kind of got to a stage with my team where I kind of again like the squad, but there's a couple of those cheapies who are starting to get to a point where they're starting to ripen. Maybe still got a couple more weeks to go, but it's just when do we move these these people on, um, and then who do you chase? Um, you know, for, yeah. for those, for that next stage. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Fafita Stags thing is starting to give me nightmares, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and the, the thing is, I traded them to people that have done well, yeah. reasonably well. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still heartbreaking. Um, and, and the worst thing about the Fafita trade is I could have got Talakai, but instead I got Firma. Yeah. Talakai has been... Really yeah, good, been immense. and so now there's like a range of guys that I don't have that terrify me. I don't yeah. have Talakai, I don't have Stags, I don't have Feeder, um, I don't have Monster. All those guys are a bit scary. Um, now let's. I mean, the big thing about this week, I think, is is the Cleary conundrum. Yep, definitely. Um, do you have Cleary in your team? No, so. I I did not get on Hines, which has obviously hurt me. Probably reason why I'm so far down. I kind of got to the point where I realised I'm just not going to go after him when everyone's got him. Um, you know, yep. with all the, all the points he scored. So I, I pivoted to Cherry Evans just to go for a bit of a pod. Um, okay. And with a view to right. 
to look at Cleary um, soon. So obviously after what we saw on Friday, halfback punching out 150 points, Penrith are on fire. Um, it's going to be a case of, of when I can get him in and how I can get him in. So looking at, you know, when does Schneider cap out? Um, but I'll be trying to get him in as soon as I can. So, I mean, that's a question. Do you have to get him this week or, or can you wait? I mean, I guess you being a head-to-head player, maybe you feel like you can wait. Um, however, you know, not having Cleary even in head-to-head might, might be enough to make you lose it. Yeah, I wonder... Sorry, I was saying, I wonder how many people actually, what the ownership percentage of him is now. Um, I guess people will be rushing in to get him. They've got Canberra this week. Sharks have Manly. Yeah, I guess the thing is if people are going for gun, four gun halves, um, which I guess you'd be looking to do as soon as possible. Um, I wonder whether people would be moving Hines down a fullback um, to upgrade one of, you know, Tedesco or something like that to get clearing at halves. Um, but I think you'd you'd want you'd want Cleary. I think a lot of people are doing Teddy to Tough and and Schneider to Cleary. I think that's probably the most common trade combo. What do you think about that? Um, that's kind of what I want to talk about. So, I mean, my view is that Ted, that Cleary is a must. Yes. Um, he, like, you can look at that game last week on paper and say, okay, Haas was out, Brisbane aren't a strong team, he scored 150, he may not replicate that. Mm-hmm. Watching the game, he did it in a trundle. Yeah. You know, like, he didn't have to do that much to score those 150 points. I felt like... Like, he didn't even score a try, right? That's right. That's right. Um, So, you know, like, I feel like he could score 200 fairly easily. Yeah. Um, And, and you know, we talked a lot last week about how there's, like, so many different captaincy choices there has been, right? Yep. There's basically because there's no standout. There's no consistent standout. Well, clearly is that standout. That's right. Right? You Like, you get him in, and I think you're captaining him every week from here on out, unless he's playing, like, Melbourne or something. Yep. Um. And, and, you know, then it just becomes about who your vice-captain, who you take a punt on as your, your vice-captain. He's that good. I think he's – the captaincy rule means that he's an absolute must-have. So – and he's not getting any cheaper, right? Like, he's got a break-even of around 80 or something, I yep. think, um, which he should hit easily. Yeah, and I guess um, last week – Maybe not was, easily, yeah. but he should – he'll hit it. Yeah, last week was, you know, the largest – you know, he had 200-something break-even. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with all your points. Um the way I've looked at the comp this year is it's really, there's two standouts like sharks, obviously playing well, but in terms of point scoring and the way the teams are promoting the ball and shifting around, you know, storm and Penrith. So you're trying to wanting to get as many of those, you know, assets as you can. Um, but clearly, you know, focus of the attack, goal kicking, the team is, is flying. I think it is just a case of, of bringing him in as soon as possible, I guess to the, to, to the point that you can't, it's not to the detriment of the rest of your team. So, so, you know, the well, Tedesco conundrum is interesting as well because, you know, what, what would his projections look like? But it does seem pretty good um, because I think Taff could probably score well um, or at least, you know, probably not materially worse than Tedesco. Um, but so the that, upside on Cleary is massive. That's the question, right? So, I mean, I use the exact same argument to bring in Firma over Fafita. Yep. I mean, sorry, to, to bring in Firma for Fafita. I was like, well, he's 200k cheaper they're scoring similarly, right? You know, mm-hmm. they're both averaging sort of 65 and I can free up, you know, 250K or more in cash and 
use that to upgrade elsewhere. That's the same argument you're going to use for Teddy and and um, and Taff, right? Yeah. I mean, I argued against getting Taff last week, but he scored pretty well. But th- I mean, that that'd be the argument. You look at last week; they both scored around sixty. You're thinking, you know, he's a Taff is a goal kicker in a pretty good team. They've got a really good run. They've got the Tigers this week. Maybe they score similarly. Who knows? Maybe Taff outscores Teddy, and he's you know four hundred k cheaper. Yeah, but that's an easy argument to convince yourself. What what are the chances that actually happens? No, I agree. And, and is there a world where Teddy, you know, Teddy does bust out a couple of hundred and twenties over the next month, and you know, Taff busts out a couple of thirties or forties? Oh, that's entirely possible. And I guess that's the punt that people will take. Um, now. You, you know, you don't want to forget that the Roosters have the Dragons this week, and I think they're the worst defensive side um, at the moment. Well, Ponga of... just put on 120 against yep. them, right? And then they've got um, the Dogs. So they basically have the two best matchups in a row. And then they've got the Titans. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. you know, it's... The conventional wisdom is that the, 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 the Roosters aren't clicking and he's... You know, he's he's come off the boil a little bit. And I think all those things are, are true. It's just a question of, well, if or when they, they do click. And, you know, we saw with guys like Staggs and Fafita, it can it can just happen, right? Now, I guess maybe the difference is that guys like Staggs and Fafita are kind of in the prime of their careers. And maybe, maybe you make the argument that Teddy's, you know, turned that corner a little bit now, maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's the tough one. I'm I'm kind of trying to work my way through, so I can get Cleary that way without, um, without boosting. I just I can just Cleary straight to Taff and and Schneider straight up to, sorry, Teddy to Taff and and Schneider straight to straight to Cleary. And I think that is an upgrade. Like, yeah, you know, you're getting Cleary in. Cleary is that obvious captaincy choice. So I I don't hate that. Um, but ideally, I'd like to just keep filling my side with guns. The flip, I guess, the other thing that comes to mind is that Teddy's draw after that good run gets really, really bad. Yeah. So, um, just going to bring it up, but after round nine, now obviously he's going to play Origin, right? Definitely. So after round nine, he's got Parramatta. Parramatta, you know, they've been leaking a few points, so that's not that bad. But then he's got Penrith, the Sharks. Out with Origin, Melbourne, Parramatta, Penrith, yeah, and then he's out with Origin again. So, brutal. no matter what, I think you're going to sell him over that period, right? Like, I'm not. I don't think you carry him over that period, do you? No, I think given what he's shown so far, um, and you know they do. I don't know if they. It feels like they've been managed. They manage his workload a little bit over Origin. Oh, that could, that could just be a you know something that you know it's perception but may not be true but it feels like he's he gets managed a little bit around that time um i'd be surprised if he doesn't get at least one break yeah it's a lot of time to be out in a position you know that score that you want high point scorers basically yeah you don't really want to so 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 if we're agreed that you're going to trade him out over the origin period then he's not a season-long keeper by definition Mm -hmm. then that argument about like you know, do you sell a keeper to get someone like Taff becomes a little more murky, right? Because you're going to sell t- Teddy anyway in five or six weeks' time. And Taff will make money. And, sc- and, and Taff should, will make money. So it, yeah, should score okay. It, and the upside on the theory, yeah. Yeah, it just becomes about over the next, say, month, what the scoring dis- 
difference is going to be? And do you think that Teddy's going to bust out a couple of hundreds? Um, I was having a look at some stats that said that Teddy's gone down to about 50% ownership in the top 100 teams. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that that will come down to like 20% ownership this week. I think a lot of people in the top 100 will get rid of him. And so then he becomes a bit of a pod and it's yep. like, uh, am I going to catch up to these top 100 guys by selling someone like Cleary? I mean, sorry, selling someone like Teddy. I just don't know. But I'd have to I'd have to make some kind of weird trades to do it. I'd have to do something like Josh King to an absolute nuffy. Yeah. Like a Tepo Muroa or something like that. Um, yeah, and I guess... another trade to, to create some more cash. And then get then get uh, Cleary that way. It is an interesting one because the cheapies have been so good this year as well. So as in for plug and plays, Some right? Have. In terms of Max King is playable. Mm. Um, you know Schneider's been playable. You could even you could play a lot of these people for one week while you sort your team out. Um, and the upside now because there is a bit of discrepancy across the big scorers and who your captaincy choices are, that it can actually make a massive difference in relation to, you know, what your, your total score will be for the week. Um, it is, yeah, yeah that is that is a big one. And I think, like for me personally, okay, it's a little bit different because of head-to-head. I think I'll just hold Tedesco because he does have upside and a really good draw um, and things could turn around very quickly. Um, but I can definitely see the merit of so, so making, how then, making moves. How then do you get Cleary? I just think, looking at my side, I have got probably five five of the cheaper players that are um, will be getting close. Um, so Josh Josh King can probably go this week. Yep, definitely. Um, I mean, you could wait a week. I don't think he's going to lose money, but he's not going to make any more money, so he can easily go. Um, Penasini could almost go. Yeah, I think you, like he's got a break even about twenty, and they've still got a couple of good games. So you could definitely hold him for a week or two. But you could, you could, if you desperately need cash, you could go. Uh, Firma's an interesting one. Like I've got him in my team. He's got a break even of eighty now, but I, I see a lot of people trading him. I, I don't mind holding on to him. He plays round thirteen. I think he's a decent plug and play in the centers. He does like the try line. Yep. Who yep. else have you got that can go? So Xavier Coates is one for me. Oh yeah, yeah. he can. Yeah. He um he started. I was you know he was quite good to start, and then he just had you know as expected. Um, but now you know he's at four twenty. That's still you know a decent punch. The other thing is you know the way I'd done it originally was just as I was you know maybe thinking Cleary would go down is I can just upgrade DCE. Yeah, you can. Yep, and I don't mind that. Um, um, and, and work around that. How would you? You still need to fund that. Yeah, that's right. So DC is about six sixty three. So what's Cleary at? About nine fifty. Nine nine hundred. No, no, he's about nine hundred. Nine hundred now after last week. Okay. Two hundred forty. Yeah, so two forty. So I could do Josh King down or Nuffy. I've got fifty in the bank. Yeah. Um, I could do Xavier Coates. Okay. Probably down to Nuffy so, because the weird thing about the balance on my side is I've ended up with all these centers in the second row, which is just bizarre because there were so many cheapies that were. You know, available and yeah, I've got the same problem. Yeah, I've got I've got Aiken and Targo in playing in my second row, so I can I've got flexibility to you know get rid of Coates and put him down, but um, you know to a to a cheapy. But um, it's weird that the centres have actually been scoring 
cons- pretty consistent to to the second row. They've, they've been fine, and also there's, there's no real cheapies in the second row anyway. Um, there's there's someone like Lukey you could bring in, but he's not a cheapie. Lukey's in, Lukey's an interesting one. I quite like Lukey because um, his base was really good last week. And even the week before, when he played like fifty odd minutes, it was pretty good too. Yeah, he Luke, made something like forty tackles last week. He was, it's a frustrating one, Lukey, because that I got caught out. I had COVID in round one, and I'd watched pretty much every game, and I kind of missed the late the late change before their first game. So I I started with him, um, and then he was really good in the trials. Like he had really good base. You know, I think one trial in particular, he was they had the equivalent of something like sixty five. He would have scored. Um, and I like the look of him as a player. Like, I think he actually hits the line harder um, than Nanai. I think he looks like a more complete player. Um, so if he can somehow get a lot of minutes or or start, I think he becomes an option. But the, the Cowboys forwards actually have, have all proven to be these low to mid-range um, options who all seem to be scoring 50-plus. I mean, yeah. Nanai's been hit and miss, but yeah. But like Gil- you got, yeah. you got Gilbert, so, and, um, Gilbert and Cotter, and it's interesting. And obviously Tamalolo's on fire this year, which is, I guess, good to see, but he's getting a lot of um, you know tackle busts and he's doing a ton of work. Um, yeah, he's sort of back, isn't he? I want Tamalolo badly. I, I want to do the Josh King to Tamalolo trade or, or, or something like that, but I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do it because Cleary, the, the problem with getting Cleary in this week is that it, it crowds out all these other trades I want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I want to get Tamalolo, like you know, Talakai, five hundred ninety k. Yeah. I think if you don't get him this week, it's all over. You're not getting him, and at least not until maybe after round thirteen and paying up for him. Is you... he worth five hundred ninety k, Talakai? I just, I don't know. This is the funny. Th- the other thing I think with Talakai, right, is I just didn't want to touch it after previous years, a bit of inconsistency up and down. Yeah. But, you know, I completely overlooked new coach and maybe, you know, he's Fitzgibbon loves him. Um, I've always thought maybe job security has been a problem, but he's just, he's playing too well. And it's not like well, one that's... of those ones where the points, you know, you can score well in super coach, but you're not actually performing on the field. Um, he's performing on the field. My thing with him and what I said and what I was weighing up when I was considering him or Firma was, I was worried that during that Melbourne game, he'd get shown up. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Munster showed them up on the other side of the field. Yeah. He just ran straight around um, Cam Kinnis like twice. Um, and Talakai was fine. And and Talakai's been not only devastating with the ball, but has shown silky hands and, and all the rest of it. And I'd be very surprised to see, even when, when Connor Tracy or whoever comes back, I'd be very surprised to see him not in the team somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Not in the starting team. And the tackle bus. I, I don't points... think he gets boosted for for Contracy. Yeah, agreed. And the tackle bus points are just so they're just such a bonus when you get players that get them. And I think that's probably why Tedesco's dropped off a little bit. He doesn't really kind of push off. Uh, not as electric on his feet. You know, that's he's right. Just... He's not pushing off so much. And... But so, so you haven't answered my question. Would you get would Would you buy Talakai for five ninety, or have you missed the boat? I think I've missed the boat. Yeah, yeah. If I had a million trades, I'd probably do it. But I think I missed boat too. What about Stags? I would, t- I would go Stags. I feel very happy that I've got him. Um, he's got a massive break even. Um, 
he's a massive negative break even. Yeah. Ne- sorry, ne- negative break even, correct. Um, the thing was, even at the beginning, like he was frustrating to own. I can appreciate why you got rid of him. I probably had other issues. Um, but he was getting, you know, 36 in base and it was low scoring year. That's not too bad. And he dropped the ball over the line like five times. Um, yeah. It just seemed to be a, a matter of time. Um, he's, he's you know, the, easy. The problem it. was he had like an easy draw at the beginning <laughs> and then his draw got hard. Well, he and was, so I was like, well, I can't, I was actually really patient with both him and Fafita, much yeah. more patient than I usually am. He was also a little And then lazy. his draw got hard. I was like, if he can't score against the good, the, the shit teams, how's he going to score against the good teams? Yeah. And then he, he puts back to back hundreds on. He wasn't getting involved as well. Like he was doing enough, but not really playing at the, the level you'd expect. Um, but I think he's he's good. Um, but you know, Brisbane still has some issues without their forward pack, and you know, kind of falling apart. Or the Haas is back now. The other thing that I don't know whether it's true across the board, but going back to Talakai, it seems like more centres are getting the try assists to get as well this year. It looks like it's kind of shifted back a little bit. Yeah. So there was one. There was one last week where Talakai got the try assist, and that pissed me off because that has been a try assist behind <laughs> every day of the week for the last two years. And I've been a, a defender of the scorers because, you know, like they've, I thought there was a precedent when if there's a cutout thrown spaces yeah. created by the half that they get it every time. And even when it seems like the center did like most of the good work, they've been very consistent and always giving it to the half. And, you know, you can't argue with consistency. That's and right. suddenly on the weekend, Talakai gets it. Yeah, the catch and pass. Um, it was just slick hands. It was. I feel like we've seen that a lot. So that would it happens been... all the bloody time. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. But I and they never whether, get it. Whether it was because Hines is the half wasn't you know that wasn't like a fullback sweep or something. I thought that was odd. I was against Hines, so I was I loved it. But I you know I knew it was not very uh, you know consistent with what we've seen before. But yeah. I just I just feel like some you know like Gagai has been getting a couple of try assists as well. There's been a couple mm. that just maybe in the past you know weren't happening, but. Yeah, the centers. Yeah, that's a really a, interesting point. Yeah, it's like there's a bit of a bit of a renaissance of the centers scoring. Um, the centers are definitely scoring better this year. Yeah, way if you better. look at the top top list of um, of center wings, like there there are actual centers peppering that list all the way down. So I did a comparison. You know, Campbell Grahams yeah. and you know Ramians and all those sorts yeah. of guys. I did a comparison of centers to the second row because you know, I had this conundrum of you know I've got all these centers in my team now and. Yeah, the centers were averaging. Um, it seemed to be that there were more centers in the in the list than the second rollers, bar the top couple, um, like your Murrays and whatnot. So I kind of just feel like I roll with it for a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's, the scoring's a little bit different, which is good because you know there's there's more variance. It's a bit more unpredictable. You change your team around a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just different. Yeah, okay, so we talked about Talakai, Stags. I agree, Stags looks amazing. Fuck, am I going to trade him back in? <laughs> well, you have to remember, mate, to be honest, that it's very, in this game, it's very hard to kind of just suck eggs sometimes and get back someone who's burnt you. So you got to take the emotion aside and, and just see what the draw looks like. It just, he gets a lot of tackle busts. And, I mean, the fend that he put on um, Momorowski... I mean, he kind of threw him into next week, and um, and now he's got the hype about him. You know, like they'll give him the ball. Um, they haven't got that many attacking options. Well, it seems like they they've worked out how to give him he's the ball pick. finally. I don't know if it had some, anything to do with Albert Kelly getting shafted. 
or not shot, yeah, but he's injured and he's not in the team. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, um, but they seem to have worked out how to get get him the ball, um, you know. And the, I guess the thing with Stags as well is, you know, I don't know whether reshuffle at the back, you know, you said Cal- Kelly had gone, but with, with New gone, um, maybe Tamari Martin's a bit of a ball player or maybe it takes away some attacking options so they just start feeding Stags more. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Be interesting to see how Tamari Martin goes. Um, mm. I'm not, I'm not interested in him super coach wise, but um, yeah. So I could theoretically do. So I could do Teddy to Taff, uh, Schneider to Cleary, and Firmer to Stags. Oofed. Firmer's currently my second row, so I'd have to move. Um, you know, a target or something up. Would you do that? So, I'll probably. Well, let, okay. Let's just take a, take some stock here for a second. So, how far away are you off off the top? Uh, well, I'm inside the just inside the top five thousand. That the thing is, and what, like, pretty much all those guys are going to have all those players. Yeah. So you're not. It's not really potting up, but. I just. You know, uh, you're taking theory though, isn't it? Is that if. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try an antipod Cleary. That's that's a recipe for for a nightmare. But Stags, I'll probably get. He'll probably go straight back to scoring twenties if I get him in. Mm. Let's just have a it's quick hard, look. Right, because looking at the ceilings of some of these players. So the guy in first doesn't have Stags. It's interesting. Yeah. And I so okay. So if we even if we shift back to the the other news, I guess this week is that Suwali's back, right? He, yeah. was, he played back last week. And he right? played on the wing, which is, yeah. like, he didn't score very well, but he played on the wing, which is positive. If you, on that right wing, there's typically been a lot of tries for the Roosters. So they've got the, they've got three really good games, and he's in that really good position. Um, you know, there's potential for high ceiling there. That might help you fund something like that as well. So, I imagine his job security is very good. So I'm looking at Penasini to, to Suwali next week. Penasini should have yeah. maxed out next week. His draw, his run of good draw is almost ending, and then Swally will be on the bubble, um, and that hopefully will give me enough cash to do my king to Tamalolo trade. Nice, I really like the Tamalolo. I was looking at moving around, like you know, King Coates to try and get a Tamalolo type in there, and also his jewel, which is immense, um, I think as well. Yeah. Um, the the, and I, I don't know whether people held on to Sean Russell. I've still got like, the problem is I've got a lot of, despite a lot of cows being good, I've also had a number of players who've just been injured and and, and not come back. And and now Cooler's dropped as well, which is, I think, pretty big news. Um, for people so that have got him in. My understanding is that he might be back next week. I've heard some COVID protocol type stuff running around. Right. Okay. But it's it is unclear and it's a bit of a worry. I, I got him last week. I mean, my hope is that he at least you know gets a run over Origin that kind of thing. Yeah, um, but you know, I'm the same. I've got, I've now got no depth in my set of wing. I've got Billy Smith, Kula, and and Balea st- still there, all kind of yeah. sniffing around the team, but not there, not, and not playing, and not getting yeah. any money. And it's dangerous also when I got burnt. I think Coates was a, a late out. I thought the same situation. I had three non-starters um, or injured players, and Coates was a late withdrawal. And like the, you know, after all, all the other, um, you know, after all those other teams had played. Um, so I also stuck with an AE 
and that makes a big difference too. Mm. Like like a squad depth, um, or if people are trying to loophole, if you've got three non-starters in your center wing, you know when you're looping, you want to make sure there's no other you know laid outs unless you have got trades up your sleeve. So yeah, well, let's it does make things so, tricky. So so a good example of how that can be tricky this week is Pappenhausen, right? So Pappenhausen um, has got a bit of an ankle injury. Yep. Now he plays in that very last game on Monday. Yep. So if he is a laid out, like it, Josh King is actually pretty useful this week yeah. for that circumstance, right? So you hold Josh King back, you put Pappenhausen on your reserves, which means you can't vice captain or captain him, but that's okay. You put him on your reserves, and if he's a laid out, then you can just flip him to Josh King. Yeah. I think that's worth people doing this week because it would not surprise me at all if they actually end up benching him or end up not playing that I, Yeah, I think that's a, a really valid point and something to consider because, yeah, if you're going to lose Pappenhausen for the points, which is going to be, you know, massive anyway, um, you need you want to get at least, you know, 40 to 60 um, to replace it and not either get stuck with... Um, you know, playing one short because you've tried to do a loophole or if you're considering the loophole that, you know, you could, yeah, you could be stuck with a player short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So where did we end up on Cleary after all that? I think we basically said he's a must-have. Um, I think you prioritise him basically above everything else. I think if you need to boost, you do it. That is a question I wanted to ask you. How many boosts have you used? I've used two. You've used two. Are you going to use one this week? So now this is interesting because Cleary, I was kind of just, I was just erring on just, you know, maybe waiting a week or two. But now that the upside, I mean, the upside is massive. I I was a bit, you know, umming and ahhing with my trades this week because like I said, I've got a couple of fattened cows, but they're still kind of scoring okay. i got a couple of weeks. I could just probably, you know, trot along for another week and score, you know, okay. Um, so I'll see how I can make this work um, because I think if I don't get him this week, I'll get him next week. I think it just has to happen. Now I've got the benefit of, you know, I could upgrade DC. It doesn't really know sweat off my nose. Um, but, you know, for people trying to get, you know, Schneider up there, it's 530K. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's a lot. I think you just break your team to do it. I guess... Yeah, I mean, one of those one of the questions I asked you before was, let's say you've used two boosts, would you use a third yep. boost to get to get Cleary, and not trade out Tedesco, or just just use the two trades and trade out Tedesco? Well, it's interesting because you know the boosts are new, aren't they? Like it's inter- I guess you got to try and figure out what's the best way to to use them to. To keep the potential of Tedesco on a three-game streak against, you know, probably three of the worst defences, I think it's a good time to use it. You're, you're not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's really hard, right? Because I kind of like, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking, you know, I think you might have almost talked yourself into it before. If you're thinking that people are going to get rid of Tedesco then I, all of a sudden I really like having him. I agree. 
because because of the draw in particular. And I just checked his you know stats from last year. He turned up a lot. Yeah, he did a lot more than I thought he did. He did. Right, and, he was... and at some point they're going to click, right? Like, oh, I, their team is too good not to. Like now, Crichton's come back into the starting side. You know, Suwali's back. They're kind of like young. Um, you know, got to be youth in the back line. The forwards are going to punch up the middle a bit more, and, right? And the reality and once the reality of Tav is that, like, yes, I can see him averaging sixty. Maybe he scores some, a couple of eighties, even if he's really lucky, but. He's, he's equally likely to score some 30s and 40s, right? Like he had 20, 100%. He had 24 points in goals last week, and he only got that yeah. try assist sort of late in the game. And the one thing I will say so, is that, you know, sorry, just quickly on that, is that I think the scoreline really flattered South last week, right? The dogs were up, or it was 6 all, about about 30 minutes into the game before the sin bin, and then after the sin bin, and they had some injuries, they just fell apart. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. So, like, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm very, I'm Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's one part of me that says Tass 400k cheaper and he could score just as well as Tedesco. And there's another one that, another part of me that says it could be the firmer thing all over again. He might average 40 and Tedesco might have average 100 over the next month. So how do you know? It's very hard. I, I just, I don't know the answer to that. Um. But I don't think Tass a world beater. That's the thing. I think he's actually a pretty average player. He just happens to have the goal kicking in a pretty good team. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I guess you get Cleary, it's great. But if Tedesco tons up and Taff gets a 20, then... Yeah, I'm going to be tearing my hair out. And the, you know, I guess when you're going overall, it's all, you know, obviously chasing the points. It might not be, you know the difference might not be significant enough to make you feel good about it. And then you don't have Tedesco and he's got the soft draw. He's got his confidence up. He could just hammer out like Tedesco could score. There is a, there is a world where Tedesco still scores, you know, the same as Cleary. Uh, that's true. That's true. There's a world that, that Tedesco scores 150. I, I'm not convinced that that's going to happen this year with where he's at and where the Roosters are at and the speed of the game. But it's, it's not inside the realm of possibility. He did it many times last year, and it was only last year. Yeah, slightly different, different sort of pace of the game, but even still. Um, one thing I did get right is dual gun hookers. Yeah. Do you want to hear an interesting Cook. stat? So yeah, I got Damien Cook last week, and I vice captained him, and I thought I was the smartest guy in the world. And then, you know, Fafita, who I traded out two weeks earlier, also scored 120. So. You know, um, but so we, uh, Kane and I talked about this last week, how, yep. you know, you can, um, uh, two players can be potish owning both of them in the sense yeah. that very few players have owned both. And I think at the moment, very few, few people would have dual gun hookers. We actually got, um, uh, this guy, Adam Drusi, who does the, some of those SC playbook stats to run the numbers on that. And so yep. something like, I don't know, 14% of people have Damien Cook and 25% have Harry Grant. And so that works out, you know, 14% of 150,000 is like what, 20 something thousand, right? People have Damien mm-hmm. Cook and probably 40 odd thousand people have, have Harry Grant. Yep. Um, he ran the numbers, only a thousand people have both. Great. 
that's that's pretty interesting, right? And that's you know, they're the sorts of things I'm looking at. Like how many people have, say, Brown and Munster in at five yeah. eight? Um Yeah, not many. Not many. Not many. So they're they're the sorts of things that I really look at and I've said it a million times over the last month or the last few weeks, but um I think getting getting four gun halves is gonna be really interesting. So I guess after this week I'll have three and it's about what do I do with Ilias after that. Unfortunately, yeah. Like I it's gonna be really hard for me to get Munster now because he's got a pretty low break even this week. He's playing well, he's gonna get more and more expensive. Cleary didn't come off as much as I wanted him to. And so yeah. now it's like how like I'm just I don't know how I would afford Munster in that fourth spot. So now I'm I'm going yeah. back to looking at at Cody Walker, so I'll be I'll be very interested to to see how Cody Walker goes over the next week or two, um, and you know, like hope he doesn't get out of reach price wise, but also show, hope that he kind of shows enough that um, you know might be able to pick him up around that five hundred k mark for for Ilias. The other, yeah, it's a tr- yeah, sorry. yeah, go on. No, I was going to say, and that the problem is when you when you can wait, and I guess this is the clear conundrum for everyone is. When you wait that extra week, a lot of the times, if they have a monster score, they just become unattainable. Yeah, pretty quickly. Unless you rip, unless you rip yeah. your team apart, and then you've missed that game anyway. That's so right. You need to like, yeah, and that's the thing. As I said, Cleary is getting Cleary is crowding out a bunch of other trades at the moment, but I, I still think you have to do it. Um, but yeah, so so Cody Walker maybe is that fourth gun half. The other one that I really like is Sam Walker. He's actually yep. been going pretty well lately. Now he's going to get more expensive again because he's had two consecutive eighty odd scores, and so you know yep. if he has a decent score this week. He'll start getting expensive, but he's not. You know, even if you if you don't do it this week and you wait till next week, he won't get massively out of reach. Um, but he does play. One of the things about him is he does play round thirteen. Um, yep. So so you know that's good for him, and he's he seems to have kept the goal kicking. Be interesting to see if he retains the goal kicking with Momorowski back. So it's probably a reason yep. to, to hold off on him just, just for another week. But if he does, he's a, he's another good option. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a good punt um, just because, like I said, they've got the three really good games coming up. Um, looking at the 5-8 stats, you know, it, after, it drops off a cliff after Munster and Brown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and Walker, you're picking entirely on pedigree, right? Like he's, his average is in the 30s, I think. Um, but I still think he's gonna he's gonna pick it up at some point. It's just a matter. And of you know, point. and with the I guess there are some extra trades this year. There, there is merit in in really kind of throwing those those short term punts. If you think there's a good fixtures a game, or you think someone's going to go on a run, I think probably more so than the past, you probably can rotate people in for say three weeks if you think they're gonna if the potential's there for them to, yeah. to get eighties and nineties. Um, over that short period of time, Walker's got an extended, a pretty extended good run too, and he doesn't play Origin like some of those other guys. So, yeah. although he doesn't play the, the the round thirteen by, he will play around seventeen at least, unlike Monster, for example. So that's definitely, definitely. and he won't get rested over that period, obviously. Um, okay, so who? What about captaincy choices this week? Well, I guess if you. Cleary is probably going to be the moral, though, isn't it? Um, the the lineups of the matches are actually a bit tricky because you've got, I guess you can VC, you got, but you got your three um, big hitters at the end of the round. 
I I will probably VC. You don't have Heinz, do you? No. This is actually gonna be, this is actually a tricky one for me. Um, stags. Yeah, VC stags, and then maybe Captain Teddy. After now, talking, have, go against the grain. Did you say you do have Fafita? Well, I do have Fafita. He's a he's a he's a shot too, right? Yeah, he's definitely a shout. Um, yeah, so if we go through like Sharks, Manly, I think Hines will bounce back. Um, Manly have been a bit leaky. They haven't um, been bad though, right? Like, it's not, it's not an obvious second game. half. Just yeah, switch off a little bit. A little bit, but it's not obvious that that Heinz will go massive. But no, I guess VC Heinz. Yeah. Yep. Um, Haas will be back. He'll be fired up. But you know, ceilings. You know, capped. Um, you know, some of the South boys could do well against the Tigers. Although I think the Tigers, you know, after last week, might be a little bit stingier. Um, Cleary's obviously um, thing, and I think you've got the Para boys as well, bouncing back against Newcastle. Um, yeah. You know, Moses, Dylan Brown, Gutho, those type of players. If you've got them, you know, could could score really well. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll probably well, if I do end up getting Stags in, that's he's attempting VC. Uh, otherwise, yeah. I mean, I'm almost definitely going to Captain Cleary, so it'd have to be someone before that. Maybe Dylan Brown. He's playing really well. Yeah, maybe Dylan Brown. He's taking the line on a lot. Maybe um, lines. And like Pappy's almost out of the out of the question this week. Yeah. Right yeah. under the injury cloud. I think you've got a few more um, reserves. And I think I think you mentioned it the other week, and I think it's a hundred percent right. Is it's like you can't you you almost can't captain. I've probably this jinxed it now, but you almost can't captain Munster with the easy games. Yeah, no, I don't think you can. Like when he's against the top four, it's almost like he just goes, "I'm going to run it heaps." I'm going to just—he <laughs> steps you know up I mean? like, massively. That try he scored last week was just—I mean, well, he went inside, he went inside, twice, right? He set up one for Pat yeah. and one for himself, and it was the same thing. He just—he literally just ran around his defender, kind of yeah. pivot. And then, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, all right. So, oh, the other one is Cookie. If you've got Damien Cook, uh, yeah. it's a nice little, against the Tigers, nice little VC. I might do that again. Yeah. Um, he looked really good. Isn't he good? That's one thing I, I did actually get right. He's just running it. And I did see it, funnily enough, people, a lot of people probably saw this, but, any, you know, Hindy and Fletch, you know, doing their preseason stuff with the players, uh, he did make a dig about how, you know, their previous coach um, didn't like him running the ball. Yeah, right. But they did it on Hindy and Fletch. Yeah. And he was saying that, you know, basically Bennett didn't like him running it. So, you know, he's gone and he's running it a shitload now. And he's he looks good. That's hilarious. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, that's pretty much all I want to talk about today. Um, is there anything else you want to go through? No, I'm going to try and now uh, figure out how I can afford Cleary um, based on what we've talked about. Um, and then go from there. Yeah. I can't believe I'm thinking about going back to Stags. <laughs> I sold him, missed his two good scores, and I'm going to get him back, and he's going to go back to back to shit. I think what you got to do, though, is put out, the, like, put the past behind you as much as possible, right? 
Agreed. Like try and trade based on the information that's in front of you, not based on what's happened to you in the past and get emotional about it because you have to just drive. You have to take emotion out of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the case. Otherwise, you're like me and you never pick power players at the beginning of the year because you hate them and, you know, the the Moseses and the Dylan Browns of the world and Guthos cost you a lot of points, but that's how we go, mate. (laughs) Anyway, look, we've rambled on long enough. I'll try and keep it. <laughs> As we always do, we like to keep it brief and then and then blow it out. So, right. like, luckily, you don't pay me by the hour, mate. <laughs> no, I don't want anyone to get that impression. Um, not not with uh, the way it's going. But no, thanks for having me on. I've really I've really enjoyed talking as always. Uh, good luck to everyone, and um, we'll chat soon. And go tigers. Go tigers. Thanks, mate. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Bye.